Red do this shit. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I think so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yesterday was fucking Valentine's Day, and your girl was drunk. <laughs> Because that's the only way to spend Valentine's Day when you're single is fucking drunk out of your mind. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to go there. Let's just. <laughs> let's just get it started. All right. What's the vibe today? I'm talking about what's the vibe. What's the vibe today? I'm talking about what's the vibe. What's the vibe today? I'm talking about what's the vibe. Yes. It is, like I said, uh, the 15th yesterday was motherfucking Valentine's Day. And a bitch was drunk. Um... Yeah, uh, a shade of purple. I was more like shade of blackout, but, you know, a shade of purple for today. Let's see here. We're just working off the fly here right now just because that's how we do things when we, you know, finally get out of the drunken stupor. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be a it's it's gonna be one of those episodes. It's it just it just is. So please bear with me as we get out of my hangover together. <laughs> so let's see. Shades of purple, just to describe uh, last night's feeling. Um, I would say, well, it wasn't the eggplant emoji, okay? Yeah, some of y'all, uh, for Valentine's Day, definitely got the eggplant emoji, and you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> so, it definitely wasn't that type of feel. I would say, hmm, <laughs> Hmm. Well, I would say it would probably more be the imperial purple. It's a more on the red side and it kind of could blend with burgundy because, you know, like everybody was looking at roses and shit. Well, you know, as roses uh die they get darker so yeah that's about the shade of 
purple that I am. <laughs> I know, I'm trying not to be morbid. It just, like, listen, listen. Uh, look, let, let's turn it around this way. So, to all the couples out there who celebrated Valentine's Day and you had a good night and you, you know, you guys gave each other gifts, you said, I love you. Some of y'all got engaged, you know, because that happens too. Uh, I'm not trying to shit on y'all. I'm really not. Um, you know, if you had that, great, fantastic, happy for you. But that's not my reality. My reality is going home and realizing that once again, I either am alone on Valentine's Day or I'm muddling through a fucked up ass situation where like I like the person but they don't really give a shit about me and they just you know I spend the day trying to give them love and affection while they give me nothing so that's the reality of this and you know today's episode is just gonna be reflectant of that as I come out of the hangover phase. I just had breakfast, so I'm a little bit better than I was waking up this morning. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, mm. let's focus on something else because I'm going to start, start to get upset. So, uh, imperial purple, as I was saying is like I said is more amongst the the red family and it would definitely describe it because the mood or whatever because it represents the color of a dying rose yeah we're, we're going there today sorry guys but we are um so still black history month so let's see someone in our history here um oh i know wait one second yes so um this is sad like it wasn't until was it 2017 it wasn't until 2017 when that movie hidden figures came out that i knew that i uh knew then about uh katherine johnson uh she was a mathematician that helped uh, the calculations or di did the calculations for uh nasa to put us into space, man. Like, that's fucking huge. You know, and she was, well, to my knowledge, she's still living. Um, I haven't heard anything. And she uh, got awarded um, a medal back in 2018, I believe. Uh, but yes, it says here, Catherine Coleman Gobble, Gobble, Gobble? Uh, Johnson is an American mathematician, mathematician whose calculations of orbital mechanics as a NASA employee were critical to the success of the first and subsequent crew 
um, space flights. So, yeah, like, it, that, like, we never, I, in all of my schooling, no one ever mentioned her. It was not until that movie came out, and I'm, I think that's, that's horrible. I mean, it's great that we know now, but I think that's horrible that um, all my fucking science classes, <laughs> all of my fucking science classes, like, it, it doesn't, I, it's crazy. Let's see more detailed information here. Da, 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 da. She was born August 26, uh, 1918. Um, she retired from NASA in 86. She was being handpicked uh, to be one of the three black students to integrate West Virginia's graduate schools in something that. And sorry, I'm reading from uh, the biography from uh, from NASA's website. Um, so not to, you know, plagiarize here. Definitely was taught how to cite. <laughs> Information. Okay, but yes, uh, being handpicked to be one of the three black students to integrate West Virginia's graduate schools is, is something that many people would consider one of their life's most notable moments. But it's just one of several breakthroughs that, that have uh, marked Katherine Johnson's long and remarkable uh, life. Uh, she was born in white... Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, and again in 1918. By 13, she was attending high school on the campus of uh, historically black West Virginia State College. At 18, she enrolled in the college itself, where she made quick work to the school's math curriculum and found a mentor in math, Professor W.W. Ooh, I'm a butcher his name. Shefflingen? Shefflingen? Clayter? <laughs> uh, the third, the third African-American uh, to earn a PhD in mathematics. Catherine graduated with the highest honors in 1937 and took, and took a job teaching at a black public school in Virginia. Yeah, like I said, it, it's crazy that I never knew, like I said, all the damn science classes we had in school and nothing, nothing was said. But it makes sense at the same time because of the education that we have. Like I said, um, back on the sex education, like we don't have enough of it. And, you know, we all should be getting comprehensive, but it's not being pushed, of course, especially in the South. So that is a little black history for you, Miss Katherine Johnson. Uh, she is a, she, they, they, the ti they titled the movie right, Hidden Figure, because they definitely did not, <laughs> did not say much about her at all. Yeah. And like I said, to my knowledge, it doesn't say that she's dead or anything on here, so, um, She's still living, still living and breathing. All right. So, 
I'm 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 sorry guys, I'm trying. Like my my whole thing with relationships and love and the ideas about love, like I said, I in my heart of hearts feel like you all can have it. You all have uh you know, the opportunity and uh, ability to find love. But for me, I just don't think, I just don't think it's true. I'm still actively working on this in therapy, but I just, I just don't think it's gonna happen. Um, so without further ado, we're going to go to our next segment, okay? If I can get to it. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's your designated dream. All right, and for your designated dream time today, we will be taking a look at lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my. Yeah, um, last night a uh, lion appeared in my dream, um, like a couple of days before a tiger, and then maybe like a day or two before that, it was a bear. So let's look at that in dreams. First, let's look at lions. Now, I've never really had like animals appear that that much in my dream. Uh, so this will be like a, one of the first for me. Um, lions and dreams. To see a lion in, dr in your dream, and this is again from... Oh, well, this is different. This is from DreamStop. I normally look at dream moods, but this is from DreamStop. And it says, to see a lion in your dreams can symbolize, symbolize strength, courage, assertiveness, and power. Lions can represent predatory feelings deep inside of you, such as aggression that is directed or that is directed at people around you. Spirit lions may also indicate that you might have a threatening situation uh, that has your that has entered your life. Um, just based off of what I'm reading here for the definition, um, predatory feelings. I would just well, I guess. I've always been the person that's been like the meek, the mild, the nice girl, um, you know, and majority of the time when I get angry or whatever, it, it looks passive or, you know, um, I've had ex-boyfriends say, um, oh, you're, you're so cute when you're mad. No, I'm not fucking cute. I'm mad. Like, take me seriously. So, you know. I've always had troubles with 
showing any type of aggression or a assertiveness, um, especially when it comes to now, you know, being on a on a job at a call center, you know, our our best defense really isn't aggression anyway. We have to play the nice guy on a regular basis to a bunch of assholes. I mean, these people call into us and they expect me to be able to to do things for them that the company has put in place that I cannot physically do. And then on top of that, to tell me, well, then you're just fucking incompetent and uh, incompetent. No, motherfucker, I'm not incompetent. I just can't do that. Like, I'm not allowed to do this for you. I'm sorry. But it just is what it is. And I can't get mad at you. I can't be like, well, sir, you're wrong. Ma'am, you're wrong. Uh, you know, da, da, da. I can't be combative. You know, and so I guess it does make sense that a lion would appear in my dream just because I'm fucking pissed all the time that I can't be this way. Like on a regular basis, I have trouble with being confronting and confrontation confrontation, and, uh, you know, just one-on-one, like in your face, like, I got to tell you this is what it is type of shit. But on a, another part of a daily basis, I'm, I'm told I can't do that or I might lose my job. So uh, it makes sense that that you know, appear, that would appear in my dreams. Let's see about the tiger. The tiger in dreams. Wonder if it's similar or not. Uh, Tigers in dreams. This is from dreams. What? Oh, dreamastromeanings.com. Okay. Um, So tigers in dreams symbolize raw energy strength strong will pride glory but also arrogance lack of self-control and cruelty (laughs) i'll tell you guys in a minute why i'm laughing uh lack of self-control and cruelty just as the case is with all powerful powerful symbol symbolic beings their energy can be either extremely useful or it can turn against you now, the reason I was laughing, um, especially at the part about lack of self-control, yeah, um, all this past week, yes, I have been going to Team Octopus, but a bitch has still been eating McDonald's, okay? I've had it, f- yeah, I had it five, I had it five times uh, last week, like, yeah, just yesterday, <laughs> Uh, so definitely lack of self-control, uh, cruelty. I feel like if I were to unleash some of my thoughts throughout the day, then they would probably stand to be as cruel. I don't want to be, but, you know, cer- certain things just push me. And, you know, like I said, again, if I were to do that at my job, I would certainly lose it. Two main rules in any, any 
call center, which I can, I can guarantee you just about every call center has these two rules. You cannot hang up on the customer and you cannot cuss them out. If you do either one of those things, it's guaranteed to get fired. And a lot of these customers deserve to be cussed at. A lot of them deserve to be put in their place, but I can't. So, <laughs> start having dreams about fucking tired tigers, I guess. But yes, a lot of these customers, they definitely do deserve it. But I can't do that So, because I want to keep my job. I like getting a paycheck, so I want to keep my job. Um, but yeah. Um, so that makes sense for that. And then let's see about bears. Bears. It's the Care Bear Stare. Big laughs if y'all know who that's from. <laughs> um, anyway, this is from dreamingandsleeping.com. And it says, bears in our dreams usually symbolize our strength, power, and independence. Knowing that bears are wild animals, they may also symbol, they may also be a symbol of some untamed hab habits of a dreamer. Uh, another meaning of a bear in your dream may be a mother figure. You can dream about a peaceful bear or about a bear that is aggressive. Um, so I guess it just depends on the context. That the, the bear in my dream, uh, it was just kind of sitting there. So I guess it was just more so like a, a, a peaceful bear. Uh, but I certainly didn't want to go around it. I remember in the dream wanting to just get as far away as possible from the bear. So yes, lions, tigers, and bears in dreams. Oh, motherfucking my. <laughs> All right, we're moving right along, girl. That just makes me think of um, uh, the singer Kim. Let me know if y'all know that singer. I, I like him. There's nowhere to hide. <laughs> when love is calling your name, girl. <laughs> like I said, let me know if you know that song. <laughs> All right, so we're moving it along, To my favorite part. It's my motherfucking favorite part. Poetic corner, poetic corner. It's the poetic corner. Everybody stop. Yeah, since we're feeling some type of way today, stupid Valentine's Day, we're going to talk about this lovely poem I made just last year about somebody who definitely didn't deserve my feelings or my crush on them. 
It was horrible. I should have never, you know, had a crush on them. But this also could pertain to um, a lot of different people that I've crushed on in the past. So, yeah, this one is really about someone that I had a crush on last year uh, that just didn't go well. And, you know, it is what it is. You know, we people you pick up, you move on and it's all fine and dandy. But, you know, poetry has a, a way of holding just like a picture a moment in time that took place, and uh, I'm going to read it from here. So this is called Afflicted Elysium. All right. Silence is all I hear. Looking into your eyes for the answer to my nagging question. There's so much that I feel I can't let out. Anger! The blood-curdling rage within my veins amplified the pain that I no longer can hold. It penetrates and radiates throughout my entire body, trying to release the bond that you have on me. Leash! Tears crying for the life that I wish I had, knowing that it could never be mine. She wasn't the sun, but the soft spot on my thighs grazing over the grass in the spring morning and the dew that, ga- that gives several hues in the rays of sunlight from the morning after. Only she knew. She who stole the breath out of my body when the word friend flew out of the mouth that folded the tongue that I had spent a couple of months salivating over. Dead. The dead leaves that lay fallen on the scolding ground only draw you in. However, I did not draw you near me. You floated away like the balloon that accidentally let go that gave hint to your celebration. Like the syncopated melody to the tune I fell way too easily into. Inward, the words carve me around the way to the black hole of my heart. The only one, excuse me, the one that could never be. The one that she chose not to see. Crickets sing their song, but I was holding the note praying for harmony. As you raise the symphony of your laugh, determined, boastful, defiant, defining any relentlessness. And yet, I knew nothing. It was all wasted time, space, and matter. I did not matter. This illustrated illusion shattered. All the clues clear, plainly laid out for me to see as the yellow brick road, as the yellow brick road to follow. And so I went right out the door. All right. Yeah, um, that's typically how crushes go. They just do. I mean, at least for me anyway. I can't speak for anybody else, but that's just how it goes. 
I crushed on someone and it crushed me. And, you know, when I realized that, you know, my feelings were never going to be returned and they were forced to, um, my feelings were forced to be uh, done with. And that's how it always goes. You know, I could, I could say this for this, this poem was about this one particular person, but this poem could be about every single relationship attempt I've ever had. It just never goes anywhere. And so this is why I can't stand when people say, Tyler, you're young. It's okay. You'll find somebody. Blah, da, 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 da. There's somebody for everybody. No, the fuck there isn't. I don't like being like this. I don't like saying these things. But at the same time, that doesn't make them any less true. And I've done the work over and over and over and over and fucking over. And I'm tired. So you mean to tell me that I need to keep trying until there's no fucking breath left in my body? No. I need to live. And what I mean by live, I need to, one, find a career. I need to get out of my parents' house and to move out on my own. And honestly, at this point, y'all, all I can fucking really picture for myself is a career and hopefully a, a fucking nice place to stay and a fucking dog. That is it. I don't need anything else. And at this point in time, I don't fucking want anything else. I'm sick and tired of putting myself in a position where like, oh, you want to date? You want to try? <laughs> Either I get a choice of the relationship that just doesn't work out and is unfulfilling and is sad, or I am alone. Literally the only two choices that I really have. And... Again, I don't mean to sound morbid. I don't like saying these things, but again, that doesn't make it, make them anything. That doesn't make them any less true. And there's nothing more um there's nothing more solid than the last few lines. It says, "I I knew nothing. It was all wasted space." time and matter. I did not matter. Because no matter what, you can't make yourself matter to someone else. I did not matter. This, this illustrated illusion shattered because I was in a fucking illusion that maybe, maybe this person might decide to turn around and actually look at me and see something worth trying to go after. You know, 
all the clues clear. I mean, it could not be as more than clear as day. The person plainly said it to me, you know, um, plainly laid out for me as the yellow brick road. And so I went out the door. Now, the, the poem itself is, is describing a, um, an incident that took place, a two-day a two incident. Um, but the, the whole thing remains just the same. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure y'all, have, y'all would have noticed that I kept saying she... Um, yes, this was a she I was crushing on, and uh, all of my female crushes have been basically the same thing, uh, or the same type of thing that happened. Um, and it usually is, I don't, I don't know about... Uh, this person at the at the moment in time, but it usually is uh, a situation where it's like, I like you, but the person likes someone else. Um, so I don't know if that if that was the case. I don't really remember. But that's the reason why I don't fucking like the room. F- f- uh, Valentine's Day, even though it, the way the whole history behind it. Uh, the Valentine's Day massacre and and uh, the way it came to be, uh, you know, the, the commercial the commercialization of it and everything. It's not that I hate Valentine's just to hate Valentine's Day. I hate Valentine's Day because it's a fucking reminder. It's a reminder that you know if you are single then, you know, you see all the shit with the couples and everything that day. Uh, It's a reminder that yet again, that even though I desire to, just like any other uh, human being, desire to find love and to be loved and um, to have and to hold someone uh, just as much as I would want you know, just as much as I would want to do that for them, that they would do that for me. Um, just, it's a fucking reminder. It's just a fucking reminder that it's, that they're not there. That the person that, uh, you know, and that every single person that I've ever had a crush on or a person that I've been in, a quote-unquote relationship, because a lot of them I don't even really count as relationships, because, yeah, my first boyfriend lasted two weeks, so I don't really know if I can fucking count that or not. You know, because people's intentions are always um, fucking evil and just, like the poem, afflicted. The uh, the pain inflicted upon me, um, and it's not their fault. the The person that I, that I wrote this poem about, it's not their fault. I inflicted my own pain by liking them. I inf- I inflicted myself 
by liking this person because they knew that they weren't going to fucking like me. It's not their fault. It's my fault. And, you know, I hurt myself by liking that person. I hurt myself by liking just about any person that I've ever liked because I should have known that their intentions were not pure and they did not really give two shits about me and that they were really just out for themselves, whether it be that they wanted to get sex from me or if they wanted a fucking ride because that's been done before too. Um whether they wanted a free meal because yeah people say the whole thing well girls want to you know just go on a free date yeah that's a lot of guys out here too you don't know why because i fucking paid for them okay so i know um i just The whole idea of love just drives a fucking person crazy because if you don't have it and you see everybody else that does, it just rips you apart. And then to be told that what I think isn't valid or not even valid, but just... um, just not real or realistic that, you know, well, Tyler, you're just being negative. You know, if you just opened yourself up, then you would find it. No, the fuck I wouldn't. If I, if that was the case, I would have already found it. I've been trying all the time. There's just really shitty people out here and you can't, you, you, you know what? What I just don't like is if I sit here and I tell you that I can't find anybody and it just is what it is and I just don't think that I'll ever find anybody and then you tell me, well, you're just being negative. You need to da-da-da-da. No. No. I have tried and I am sick and tired of afflicting pain on myself because somebody told me to be positive. Because somebody told me that, you know, somebody's out there, that there's somebody out there for everybody. Maybe, just maybe, just like how many times people say to you, life isn't fair. Why the fuck on on the flip side of that would you think that Uh, that there's somebody out there for everybody. If life truly isn't fair, then you would have to realize that maybe, just maybe, that not everybody gets to have somebody. And that maybe that person is me. And I have to learn to be okay with that. I have to learn to accept that. I have to learn to just be okay with it just being just me. Because clearly, 
shit like this is going to keep fucking happening if I keep going out there and keep trying. You know, was it Einstein? I can't remember who quoted that quote, but basically the, the notion is if you keep trying something and you keep getting the same result, you're doing something that's fucking crazy. So why would I keep fucking trying something that clearly isn't fucking working? <sighs> Sorry. This is going to be an emotional episode. I just, uh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to the last thing. Sorry, guys. I'm just really just over it all. Well, your mellow message isn't so fucking mellow today. Um, what I would like for you guys to get out of this is don't, don't think just because I'm saying for me, love doesn't work or the notion of love doesn't work and that I'm never going to find anybody. Um, or that because I'm, and that's another thing, because I'm simply saying I'm never going to find anybody, then you won't. No, shut the fuck up. I hear that way too fucking much from people and, you know, it, it's stupid, okay? I'm, it, not, stuff doesn't happen just because you say it, it happens. Yes, that I do believe that there's a, a fucking energy thing that, you know, happens that if you put it out in the world that you know, the, the universe will conspire to make that happen. But bitch, I didn't fucking conspire to have nobody in my life. I've attempted and attempted and attempted and attempted and tried and tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. Did it again, did it again. I fucking uh, uh, examined, examined uh, you know, what I like, what I don't like, and I kept finding what I fucking don't like. So don't sit here and tell me just because I, you know, am saying the words I'm never going to find anybody means that I'm actually never going to find anybody. Shut up, okay? That's not the fucking case. I'm simply saying that because I am sick of trying and I see the results and the results that happen just are not healthy. So instead of choosing the unhealthy option, then I have to just get with the fact that I'm going to be alone. That's what it is. All right. But I don't want you guys to think just because I'm saying this, that this has to be true for you or that it is true for you. And some, some people may actually feel ex the exact same way that I feel. Um, and that's fine too. Why are we, why are we, I don't know if the word is conduced, but I'm going to just use it anyway. Why are we conduced to feeling that everybody has to have somebody? Just like everybody thinks that they have to have kids in order to have a quote unquote complete life. Why does everybody have to fucking feel like you have to have somebody in order to complete whatever life is 
you can, because like I said, I don't see any other healthy way. Either I, I get with someone because I just don't want to be alone or I get, or I just have to be by myself and know that I'm choosing the healthier option. Doesn't mean that I have to fucking like it. <laughs> because I will say that there are times where I absolutely do like it. I absolutely do prefer to be alone. But on days just like fucking Valentine's Day, I prefer not to be. And just like uh, a week ago with my, my tooth incident, like I said, I sitting there fucking crying and screaming. I, all I wanted was somebody to fucking cuddle with me. And I certainly wasn't going to ask either one of my parents to. Because that feels weird. <laughs> uh, maybe when I was like 10 or 11 or 12, but certainly not now at 29. Um, but yeah, those times, you know, certainly wanted to have somebody to, to cuddle and be with. Um, but it just is what the fuck it is, man. Uh, this episode is probably gonna turn some people off and that's okay too. Uh, this is a side of me that I tend to never really show just because it's just brutally honest is brutally painful and it's just fucking brutally honest. And a lot of people don't want to fucking listen to that or um, be faced with that. Um, but my main message is, like I said, you don't have to think the way that I do. You don't have to perceive or think of love the way that I do. But this is my experience. My experience is tragic, it's pathetic, it's lonely, it's depressing, it's despairing, it's grotesque, it's uh, all of the above. You know, it's unrequited at, at the very tip top of it. You know, and that's not to say that, you know, I don't think that, you know, people have liked me. Obviously, people have or else I wouldn't have these stories. But <sighs> all I've ever wanted was a person of substance. And if they happen to be uh, attractive, then great. Um, but all I've ever wanted was a, a person of substance, a person of substance, meaning, uh, someone who, uh, is intelligent, someone who can have a conversation with me about just about anything and not, you know, f for me to not feel like if I say something weird or something that may be considered weird, are they going to look at me crazy? You know, I wanted somebody that uh, more on the physical side can kiss. Um, 
I never asked for like the bedroom slayer or some shit, but goddamn, can I just find somebody that knows what they're doing? My me emotionally has has been through it, but y'all, me physically, my body has been through hell because a lot of people that I tried to be with had no fucking clue of what they were doing physically. So it just, I'm tired and my body is tired. I just don't, like I said, if, unless the person that, that is just fantastical and everything that I've wanted just doesn't like come walk straight up to me on a silver fucking platter, then I'm just going to be by myself period end of story all right like i'm over it so when i say i'm done trying to date i meant it like fuck this bullshit so you know for you for those of you that have love in in your life hold on it as hold on to it as much as possible um because there are people like myself out here who will never find it so um, if you have it, please hold on to it and, and treat it, uh, with as much precious respect as possible. Uh, if you're, if you're on the verge of it, like you've just gotten into a little relationship, you got a new boo and everything, um, hope everything works out for you. Um, and for couples that have had time and they're working on and they're, you know, they may have had some trouble, but they're they're working on it. Stay working on it. Work for that love. But if there's anybody that's like me out there who just just can't get it, I feel for you. I'm here with you. And uh, just continue to work on yourself because that's all you can do and that's, that's all I can do. So, um, yeah, this episode uh, is in um, pieces and messes and everything. And I may even think about not posting it, but I should just because uh, this is the raw end of the deal. This is this is real. So. um <sighs> If you celebrated Valentine's Day, happy fucking Valentine's Day. If you're drunk or high or whatever, happy fucking Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> uh, all of the above. So anyway, um, as usual, please follow the page uh, Pretty Purple Princess 25 on Instagram. I still have not done the Facebook post thing, so just wait. It's just gonna, it's coming. I'll make the page and I will announce it when it's up. Um, and uh, follow me here on Podbean, on Anchor, iTunes, everything. All right. And as always, stay good.